Support for this podcast is provided by SHL. From talent acquisition to talent management, SHL Solutions provide your organisation with the power and scale to build your business with the skilled, motivated and energised workforce you need. SHL takes the guesswork out of growing a talented team by helping you match the right people to the right moments with simplicity and speed. They equip recruiters and leaders with people insights at an organisation, team and individual level, accelerating growth, decision-making, talent mobility and inspiring an inclusive culture. To build a future where businesses thrive because their people thrive, visit shl.com to learn more. Before we start the show, a quick announcement to say that my latest book, Digital Talent, is now available to order or pre-order wherever you get your books. In a disrupted and technology-enabled world of work, a company's ability to attract, recruit and retain people with digital skills can be the difference between business success and business failure. I've co-authored again with Mervyn Dinan, and in the book, we explore how employers can find, recruit, retain and develop the people they need in a time of intense digital transformation. The book's out now in the UK and will be published in the US and around the world on March the 29th. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 418 of the Recruiting Future podcast. For many people who take parental leave, returning to work can be a very challenging time where they're not getting the support they need from their employer. So what should employers be doing to support new parents, particularly when talent retention is such a big issue? My guest this week is Laurie McAllick-Levin, founder of Mindful Return. Mindful Return is an organisation focused on helping parents and employers manage effective transitions back into the workplace. And Laurie has some valuable insights to share. Hi, Laurie, and welcome to the podcast. Matt, it is so good to be here. Thanks for having me on. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Sure. So my name is Lori Mahalik-Levin. I live in Washington, D.C., and I like to say that I wear three main hats in life, although I'm acutely aware that we all probably wear 732 hats on a daily basis. Um, My uh, home hat is that I am mom to two wonderful redheaded boys who are ages nine and 11. And my professional hats, or my main two professional hats, are that I am a healthcare lawyer in private practice. And I run a program called Mindful Return that helps new parents transition back to work after parental leave and helps employers to retain their working parent talent. That is such an interesting topic. It's a very interesting topic for me and I'm sure many people who are listening. Tell us a little bit about that aspect of your work. So just to tell you a little bit about the story of why I care about this and got you know interested in it, I had one baby and returned to work um, in in an in-house policy role, I returned to work full-time and I found it to be challenging. And then I had my second child two years later and the wheels came off for me and my husband and our household. We like to say that one plus one felt like 85. 
And I was looking around for resources to support me in my role. And all I could find were things that were focused on my baby and babies. And that's great. We need baby-focused resources. But there was nothing to support the personal and professional identity transition that I went through in becoming a working parent. And the only advice I could find out there was snarky advice, like don't put a picture of your child on your desk or people won't take you seriously. And I I thought that was pretty much nonsense. And so I really set out to create what I wished had existed for myself, both in terms of quality content around how one can navigate a successful and calm transition back and also creating a supportive community. I felt very isolated um, when I was returning to work after parental leave. And I know that a lot of new parents do. So I was looking to create a cohort-based program that people could go through and not feel alone in that transition. I think it's such a big issue that doesn't really get talked about a huge amount in the context of HR and employment and all those kind of things and the things that we talk about on the podcast. Very interesting for me because my family have been through a similar kind of circumstances. And I I suppose with this, the the issues that parents go through are are very different and very, very unique to them as individuals and individual families. But I'm, I'm guessing there's a lot of um, commonality here. I mean, what are the what are the sort of the main if issues and difficulties that you're seeing from the people that you're working with and indeed your own experience? Yeah, that's a, such a great question, Matt, and well-framed. I mean, you would think that the experiences are very unique, but in reality, I'm finding that new parents um, generally have more in common than they do different when they're returning. Um, Some of the key concerns from the part of on the part of the new parent who's returning um, include questions about their value. If I was gone for a number of months, you know, do I really matter to the team? Is is there a place for me? Is this sort of shaken confidence um, after having been out? How will I um, deal with separating from my child and learn to trust other caregivers with my child, I think is a big issue that, you know, new parents are facing. How will I reintegrate with a team? Will I feel like I'm behind for months and months when I come back? Um, Am I coming back to my same role even? Um, And there's also stigma around um, taking leave, particularly I want to mention for fathers um, who have often been conditioned to um, deny that they are taking leave or to take as short a leave as possible um, rather than to sort of fully own that important time in their lives. Um, From the perspective of the employer, it's often a question of, well, are they going to come back? And what will their schedule look like when they come back? And um, often benevolent employers will be thinking, oh, well, I'll I'll go easy on them and I just won't give them the hard projects or I'll ask them, you know, I won't ask them to travel. And I think what we all need to do is to not make assumptions about each other uh, as new parents and as employers and to, to ask, you know, the question, what do you want this project? Do you, you know, offer up the same types of work that you would previously have offered so that you're not limiting someone's career opportunities just because you think you're being helpful upon the return? I could go on, but there are many concerns on both sides. Why do you think this is so difficult? What is it that employers are getting wrong? Just making it hard for people or, or at very least not making it easy for people to make that transition back to work? I think one of the number one things employers get wrong is believing that the person is going to act and behave in identical ways to when they left, just assuming that the same person is arriving back after parental leave. And it's not true in many respects, one of which is scheduling, right? Um, I think it's a very 
it's a very human thing to to give birth and to have you know the next generation of humanity created and yet it is often considered to be an anomaly in the workplace or oh you know we have to work around the schedule now or um i i think it's important to pause if you're an employer and say I believe in this person for the long haul. This is a transition period. The return is not an event. It is um, a process that's going to take a couple of weeks and months. Um, potentially, you know, I like to say that the return is a process that takes about a year until everybody's sort of back to feeling whatever their new normal, new stable is. And um, when folks think that they don't have to pay much attention to it after the first week or two, I think that's where employers go wrong or get it wrong. What helps? What would make things better? Dialogue, a lot more dialogue, a lot more conversations about it. I think, first of all, saying to the employee, like, I care about you through this transition. We're going to figure this out together. And we're going to talk through issues as they arise and making it normal to bring up concerns and scheduling questions. Um, what would make it better is actually like having structured programs around the transition and making it a more um, intentional and thoughtful process. Um, making sure that both sides are, you know, the the employer and the employee and you know the manager are, are talking to each other on a regular basis about the transition or scheduling meetings both before the person goes out and upon return, um, and just having a, a general openness and again, lack of assumptions, trying not to make assumptions about what the other person is thinking. You mentioned that you basically run cohort-based courses, workshops, or ways of helping people. How can people help themselves? What is it that you cover? What kind of mindset do, do people need to be shifting to? What part does the employee pay in this process? Sure. So, you know, if an employee, employee, for example, is going through one of our programs, then they're actively engaged in learning how to make a transition back to work more smooth. And we focus on four themes through this program that I think are, quite frankly, four themes that are useful in anyone's life during any life transition. <laughs> and, you know, I've used these four themes and focused on them when I've moved to a new house or started a new job. So it's not just the transition back to work after parental leave, but the four themes are a mindful mindset. And I think the employee can learn um, you know, some micro mindfulness strategies to work into their day so that they can be calm and thoughtful as they return. Um, the second uh, bucket is logistics. And that's really digging into all the nitty gritty of how to make the logistical aspects of a chaotic day as a working parent actually function. Um, and that's everything from navigating childcare to navigating um, conversations about schedules with your employer to putting food on your own table, all those logistical things. The third uh, prong that I like to focus on, the third bucket is leadership. How can the employee show up as a leader in the space of return? And how can everyone involved focus on the skills that the employee is gaining through parenthood that are translatable and useful in the employee's career? Um, which is something I think we don't talk enough about. We often talk about what the employee is uh, not providing anymore or um, is lacking, but Instead, uh, neuroscience research shows that the first year after having a baby is the most neuroplastic our brains are in our entire adult human lives. Um, and that's true for a man or a woman. So like, there's a huge learning and growth opportunity here. And then the fourth prong that we focus on is staying in community. The new parent can make sure that they're not isolating themselves, crying on the kitchen floor like I did for way too long and finding their people who are going to support them through this process. 
Switching back to to employers, supporting people in their return to, to work, however an employer decides to do it, is doing the right thing. As you say, it's, it's investing in the next generation of humankind, which cannot not be a good thing. Over and above the, the obvious, what value is there for employees to actually sort of make an active investment in this or take an active part in, in making this transition easier? Yeah, so I think, you know, one is obviously culture and um, the feeling of belonging and inclusion within a, a company. I know uh, working parenthood has become part of that um, diversity, equity, and inclusion conversation, um, which I really appreciate. The the other perhaps obvious thing is retention. And in this talent war that we're in right now, the ability to retain a valued employee who may otherwise have decided not to come back is huge, right? Um, I mean, we know that it costs a lot to recruit and uh, get a new employee on board if you're losing someone who um, was valuable before they had a baby and would be valuable upon their return. Um, you know, the the data in the U.S. on return rates is about 63, 64% of women return after parental leave. And so you're losing a third of the new parents, generally speaking. Um, you know, it's something we care a lot about at Mindful Return is the fact that um, you know, I mean, I my initial impetus for this program was the leaky leadership pipeline that happens when people have children and and don't come back. And so, you know, we ran a, a study of a thousand people who had been through the Mindful Return program, and we looked at a five year period and found that eighty five percent of the people who had been through the program were still with their employer, and ninety three percent were still in the workforce. And to me, that says when an employer reaches out and says says here we value your transition back. Um, we're providing you a tool to help you with the transition. And, you know, we care. Uh, the employee listens. Um, there's also research that shows that parents who feel like they were supported through the transition back to work after parental leave are some of the most loyal employees that a company can have. So it's an important moment. And if you get it right, you wind up with a very enthusiastic, very engaged um and very grateful employee. And those employers that are getting it right, I'm sure there are lots of lots of people listening who would like to be better at this. What are the employers who are getting this right? What are they doing? And what would your advice be to people listening who want to to make their company better at this? Yeah, I think first of all, um, they're getting it right from a leadership level. They're having the the company leaders talk about it and normalize it and making sure that when you have working parent group conversations, there's a member of leadership who shows up. Um, they're getting it right when HR has a structured plan for how people are going out and what the actual company's policies and procedures are. Um, many of them I have experienced um, personally and have heard many stories are a little discombobulated in the leave and return space. And aren't even quite sure what all of their own policies are. So to the extent they can be organized and centralized about the information that a parent or quite frankly, even a, a prospective new parent can find, I find that the, the transition goes smoother. Um, employers who are getting it right are periodically in touch with the employee while they are out, even just in a small celebratory way, right? Like sending the the gift card for some food or the company onesie to to recognize the human event that has occurred here. And then upon return, having an 
a process and a structured way of checking in with the individual on a regular basis. Employers that are getting it right have phased in uh, return processes where the person isn't coming back necessarily on a 100% schedule from day one, but has an opportunity for the first, say, two or three months to phase back into work. Um, there are a lot of things that employers can do to make this process smoother and show that the person show the person that they're valued. As a final question, we're obviously going through a period of intense disruption around what work actually looks like with remote work and hybrid work and all, all these things, which in some ways have, have helped people in terms of offering perhaps more flexibility around their job than they, they had before. What are you seeing and what do you hope the future is going to look like? Ah, I love that question. Um, what I'm seeing uh, from the perspective of new parents is, um, you know, especially in the, the work from home situation and the hybrid environment, um, a real joy in many cases at having not had to do um, the separation and childcare tr transition that may have occurred if they were going back to an office five days a week um, for women who are nursing, um, not having to pump and carry their pumps around all over the place, um, you know, three, four or more times a day. And so I think there's, you know, some benefit there. What I'm seeing on the struggle side is, of course, what we're all struggling with, which is boundaries between work and home at home. Um, you know, noise canceling headphones was a very popular purchase for working parents during the pandemic just to be able to um, focus on what they're doing. Um, but I do think that it has increased uh, by leaps and bounds the amount of flexibility that we can have in general in a team. And I would really, really hope for the future that we can continue to work in ways that are accommodating to all of us and um, have more flexibility at the edges of the day in particular. Working parents struggle in the very beginning of the day, as you may have experienced, getting people out the door, getting folks to childcare on time, et cetera. And at the end of the day, right, whenever we're dealing with bedtime, bath time, getting the child to bed, and to the extent we can continue to have flexibility, particularly around those windows, I think that's um, really helpful for working parents. And finally, where can people find and connect with you? The website is mindfulreturn.com. Uh, there's a page specifically for employers. If you click on the for, for employers tab, I'd be happy to give you a demo of our programs. Um, you can reach me at lori, L-O-R-I, at mindfulreturn.com. Link in with me and I'm on all the usual social media channels. Um, I also co-host a podcast called Parents at Work, where you can find me and my husband uh, interviewing folks in different industries and sectors on what it's like to be a working parent in those particular roles. Laurie, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Matt. It was a pleasure to speak with you. My thanks to Laurie. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me. <laughs>